Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to The Broad Experience, the show about women, the workplace, and success. I'm Ashley Miltite. This time... What is always interesting to me is the difference culturally in how different cultures view femininity. And I think Anglo-Saxon cultures do not like, embrace, or value femininity. That's Aviva Wittenberg-Cox. She starred in the last show, Does Your Partner Support Your Success?, And I told you at the end of that show I was going to feature her again in an extra episode this week because we got into an exchange at the end of our interview about cultural differences around masculinity and femininity. And if you spend most of your time in the US like I do, it can be easy to forget attitudes can be quite different in other parts of the world. And just for some context, at one point you'll hear me refer to this New York Times article about French actress Catherine Deneuve. She and many other prominent French women wrote this open letter to Le Monde earlier this year saying the Me Too movement had gone too far, that it threatened sexual freedom. So with this first question to Aviva, I'm kind of continuing from where I left off at the end of the last episode where we were talking about relationships between two career couples. You're of European lineage, but you grew up in Canada, but you've lived in Europe for decades. You still do. Do you notice any difference in in heterosexual couples, say, in Europe and North America? Or is it pretty much across the board, everything you said, as far as you're aware? I think it is quite different. Um, I, I think I'm partly influenced by the three decades I spent in France, where women have a very different style, especially in their personal lives. They stay much more feminine. And I think the Anglo-Saxon world, which is very masculine in culture, tends to also masculinize its women. And particularly at work, we are encouraged to become as much like men as we possibly can without a sex change. And that colors our personal relationships, right? It's not such a healthy thing at home. And I do find that uh, Latin women, with all their charms and wiles and elegance and clothing and prioritizing of coupling of the couple, um, is an education in how to keep some of these uh, a different approach to this. So maybe that'll be a future book. Not just uh, bringing up baby, but uh, <laughs> keeping your couple hot at home is something I think the French devote a lot more attention to. Well, that's so interesting. I'm, 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 I'm thinking about it in particular because, you know, there's been controversy here over some writing in the New York Times about the Me Too movement. You know, Catherine Deneuve wrote this piece and some other people. Uh, and I don't want to get, we, I've, we don't want to get too much into that, but it's, it, it was, there was some focus in several pieces on the feminine French woman. But I know there's also been a lot of support, a lot of women in France seem to be quite fed up with the sexual harassment they have to put up with. And I, and I have to say in Latin America in particular, there is so much domestic violence. So I think there's a really ugly side to this. Yeah, and I'm not 
you know, th- there's always an ugly side. It's not like there's no domestic violence in Anglo-Saxon countries, right? Um, I'm not sure the statistics are so dramatically different between countries, unfortunately, right? And I think what is always interesting to me is t- the difference culturally in how different cultures view femininity as a whole. And I think Anglo-Saxon cultures do not like embrace or value femininity. And both men and women are raised to discount it, underplay it, and um, not embrace it. Men in Anglo-Saxon countries are hugely shut down. Any feminine side to them, any emotional side, they're not supposed to cry. They're supposed to become big and muscly and strong. They even walk, I think, in a particular way. Um, I don't think men in Latin cultures, even the ones that we think of as very macho, are educated in the same way, right? There's a very different level of emotionality allowed among men in some of these cultures. And I think the way they enjoy and embrace and adore women in all their forms. I think there's a much wider spectrum of what femininity can look like. And you can get some very powerful women, and they're not turned off by the power, even when it's enveloped in a very feminine... uh, Those are not contradictory terms in a lot of Latin cultures. Whereas I think when you get powerful women in Anglo-Saxon countries, they tend to sound a lot like their male colleagues. Mm. It's much more similar. So we lose something of our human spectrum. Um, I tend to like uh, men and women who are allowed the full spectrum of what being human looks like, whether it's intensely masculine or intensely feminine. I think that's the spectrum that's delightful. Does that mean in France, I'm just curious, does that mean in France that there is less derision for, you know, like for this, there was this ad here a couple of years ago, you may have seen online, uh, that asked all these kids what it looked like to run like a girl. I don't know if you know. And and it was basically playing off this idea that doing something like a girl is just bad and pathetic. And boys and girls internalize that very early. I'm just curious, is that is that any different in France or not really? You're talking about the French, including French men, having more of a feminine sensibility, being allowed to have one. But does that mean there's less uh, dismissal and derision of all things feminine and being a woman? I think so. And, you know, when you see the countries that have been run by women, um, they're they're not necessarily the Anglo-Saxon countries, right? So this notion of women in power, you can see in recent elections just how uncomfortable it makes people. When will it come? Um, I'll be curious to see, but it's not there yet. And you can see even all those debates, remember? Uh, Are women powerful enough to be president? You know, do they cry? Oh my God, if they cry, then they're going to be women too emotional. All that stuff is such, you know, such BS. And yet it's still ever present in everybody's minds. And yeah, I do think Latin cultures will have a very different attitude to uh, women and power. You see it in a lot of countries, right? In Africa, in unexpected places. That doesn't mean those cultures don't um, still have terrible histories of how they treat women. The world over, there's still um, a horrendous abuse of women. But I think there's also an upside to different cultural approaches to the masculine-feminine issues. 
Although there hasn't been a French uh, premier who's female thus far, has there? And we did have Mrs. Thatcher in the UK for a good long time. Yeah, you Mrs. might argue that she was more like, you might argue that she was quite masculine, I don't know. Well, she was certainly an adaptive female who took on a lot of masculine traits in order to be um, seen as uh, competent and prime ministerial. So, um, and, you know, if you look at the governments, the French have had more gender balanced governments than some of our Anglo Saxon countries, right? Except Canada. Canada's been uh, shifting recently. Mm-hmm. And, and it's not always a direct line between all of these things. But yeah, the cultural norms are very deep. And I certainly learned a lot about femininity and power from living three decades in France. Very different model. I know I have some listeners in France and also in Central and South America, so I'm really curious to know whether you agree with Aviva. Can women in your countries more easily be powerful and feminine at the same time? Do you look at the Anglo-Saxon countries and think, are women leaders look and act like men? I'd love to hear from you. And poor Theresa May didn't even get a mention, did she? The current female PM of a very Anglo-Saxon country, although for how much longer, is a question. I'll also post some information about levels of violence against women in Latin America on the website. It does make for pretty grim reading. That's the end of this mini-show. To support The Broad Experience, please donate any amount you like at thebroadexperience.com slash support. Thanks so much to all of you who've already done this, and especially if you're a monthly sustainer of the show. I so appreciate it. I'm Ashley Miltite. See you next time.